Imagine being present, calm, and connected while creating a family environment where everyone can thrive. Welcome to the I Am Mom Parenting Podcast, providing inspiration and actionable steps to manifest the meaningful and magical life you desire for you and your family. We are your hosts, Dimple Aurora, founder of Mindful Evolution and Shaista Fateli, founder of Thrive Kids. Thank you for sharing the I Am Mom journey with us. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to the expert series on the I Am Mom podcast. Today, we're discussing how to be efficient and organized. So as moms, we're usually the the coordinators of chaos and the household runs much more smoothly when we feel in control, which means being organized, calm and grounded. So our guest today is an expert in teaching moms how to implement systems to get ahead of the chaos. And we're going to get all the juicy tips from her today. Our guest today is none other than Heather Steinker. Welcome, Heather, to the podcast. We're so excited to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. You guys are just amazing. Oh, well, you yourself are amazing. So Heather is a mom to three young kids who lives in Austin, Texas, and her life is far from boring, running a household with three young kids. So she often gets asked the question, how do you do it? Based on that question, she created chaos and cookies to help busy mompreneurs stress less and save time through helpful tools and systems to increase productivity in their lives. In addition to that, Heather teaches her clients to be more efficient in their homes or running their businesses, working smarter and not harder. She's also a business coach and a certified coach for premier virtual fitness and a nutrition program that helps others feel better while sustaining a healthy lifestyle. Welcome, Heather. We are so excited to have you, and we can't wait to figure out all of these wonderful tips that you have for us. I can't wait to share them. I have some great ones that have become very popular and uh, very easy to implement in your house. Oh, this is so awesome. I'm so excited for this conversation. So tell us, one of your tips went viral. Tell us about that one or how this all started about laundry, laundry in the car. (laughs) So, uh, once the pandemic hit, uh, we, you know, it was just me and my husband at the time and we were doing everything. And so laundry was just, I'm not a fan. It's one of those household things. I just don't like to do. I'm actually catching up on mine today. Uh, (laughs) and so I was in the middle of it. I had an alarm set to go pick up my kids at two 30. So I don't want to, you know, forget my kids at school when I'm like deep in something. (laughs) And I was just like, oh man, I'm like in the zone, ready to do laundry. And then it goes off. And so, uh, because we couldn't go into the schools to go pick up our kids and we had to roll down the window to give them the code, we would sit in our cars. And so the car line was just extremely long and it's like a good 45 minutes. You have to get there early. So you're not sticking all the way out. And so I was like, well, I have to sit in one spot anyway. And I was like, you know what? 
forget it. I grabbed my laundry basket. I took it to the car and I put it in my front seat. And so when I got to the car line, I was parked for a while and I just slowly just was folding my laundry. I snapped a photo because typically I would get on my Instagram and tell my clients or my followers, like what I was doing or whatever, or maybe listen to a podcast or get on the phone, but I'm sitting there like scrolling social pretty much, which is a waste of time if you're doing it for 45 minutes. And so since laundry was a stationary thing, it's like, well, I have to sit here stationary and I need to get something done. And so I snapped a photo and just said, just fold my laundry. I got to the front of the line. I had already gotten through all of my clothes. And again, I'm like that going fast guys. So let's not panic. And I roll down the window to give them my number and, uh, for the kids. And they're like, ma'am, is that your laundry? I said, yeah. And they're like, that's genius. I'm like, well, I have to sit here. So might as well get some laundry done. Cause then when I get home, I can give the folded laundry to my kids and they can go put it away. And oh. so ever since then, a lot of my clients, that's all they'll do is fold laundry in their car while waiting for pickup. Oh my gosh, that is, that is seriously genius. Like you're taking advantage of this time that you have, this, this lifetime that you have, right? And you are using it to such good purpose so you don't have to reuse some of that time later on in the evening when you were going to do laundry, you could do something else. Well, the kids were going to barrel through the door and probably undo everything I was doing or ask me for snacks. And then I need to give them attention. The last thing that they want is for me to go and resume laundry. Yeah, you know? exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's time. Yeah, mm-hmm. So tell us, I mean, there are so many amazing tips. Let's talk about how you start the day. I mean, do you have tips for our moms on how to make that morning routine? Because like you just mentioned, there's a major routine after school. But what about let's start at the beginning, like that morning routine? Do you have any tidbit on how to make that easier? I know your kids are eight, six and four. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Three kids to get out the door with lunches and everything. So absolutely. And so with kids that age, uh, it's sometimes if you ask them to go get themselves dressed, they'll come out and like it's winter time right now, and they'll come out in a tank top and shorts. It's like yeah. guys, you get like no, no, no. Like I did. That's not what I laid out for you. Or they want to dress themselves. Uh, my kids are in private school, so they have uniforms some days, some days it's free dress, some days it's PE uniforms. And so everyone's different. Mm-hmm. So a really great tool you could use, especially if you have younger kids is, you know, those shoe racks that you can get, they look like little boxes. They hang down from the closet, you know, rack mm-hmm. and you put one in each of their closets and you use those as Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday slots. Mm-hmm. And on Sundays, you can go through the week. Just say like it's crazy sock day or maybe they need a dollar for Wednesday and you stick it in the pocket for Wednesday and you go through the week, make sure that you pick out everything, whether appropriate or whatever day, and you put it in those slots. So then in the morning, the kids can get up, go to their slot, pick out the clothes. It's already something that's laid out and they can go get dressed. You're not sitting there then arguing with them about what they're wearing or them complaining like, mommy, I can't find the shirt that I really wanted to wear today. And so it makes them more self-sufficient and it starts your morning off a little bit more proactive than reactive and gives you an extra time to maybe get that email out or maybe, you know, get their lunches packed a little sooner and it makes things a lot smoother and it creates a routine for them. And you have peace of mind too, that everything was done. You got to do it together. And so that's a really great tool that you could use for kids around that age. 
Yeah. yeah, I love that. And I love how you're, you're giving them some control around that as well, right? Like you're setting it up, but they're the ones getting it out of their Wednesday bin and sure. putting on all of that. That gives them something to do. Like they, so then the, they, it gives them responsibility. They have to take exactly. responsibility. They understand it. It's like, well, this is the day that you know what to do. So then you can keep them accountable as well. So are there any other suggestions you have in order to help our kids become more responsible or any kind of techniques or tools such as that, that you have implemented? Well, they watch everything you do, everything you do. And so really setting the, the best example you can for them at the very beginning to show that you as a mom practice it as well, helps them understand and just also setting expectation. I, I like routine. They like to understand exactly what's coming. I have um, checklists. We started implementing this, this past school year where now they walk around the house in the morning with their little checklist, like brushing my teeth, check, you know, packing my backpack check, and it gives them like steps and they understand it. And it also gives them an action and they feel super accomplished before they even walk out the door for the day. And you can just laminate them and you dry erase them. So you're not making it every day. That seemed to have really helped. And just giving them a routine. So then when they don't do what they're supposed to do, you're just like, you know, the drill, it's your job. Like this is your job. School is your job. Getting ready is your job. Just like mommy has one and running it that way. And they understand it. Mm -hmm. And it provides that visual for them too, which is so needed for kids that are that young. 100%. I I could even envision this being like a product, (laughs) A product that you can create, right? This laminated uh, checklist for these kids, right? I, I think they have them. Yeah, I think sure. Do. I have, I have a, a manual for your home, like a chaos control system, and so it yeah. literally has pages in there that you could print out and do, and and it gives routine, and it gives you know even menus and anything and everything that you could put out. You can laminate it, color code it. I'm a big color coder. I have a big calendar in my house and. They can look up at the at the calendar and if their color is on that day, then they must know that there's something coming up, whether they know how to read. And so it just gives a nice visual to help them prepare and gives them also a little bit of ownership. Like, well, that's my color. Like I must have something to do. So I need to pay attention to what I need to do today. I love that, Heather. Where can our uh, listeners find that? Uh, on my website at chaosandcookies.com, uh, it's 188 pages. It's literally got, I mean, warranty stuff for your car, like literally everything you could think of and it's editable for PDF. Um, it's got everything you could think of. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. amazing. That is amazing. I and have one more for cooking. If you want one more time saver for cooking. And that was actually my question. I was going to ask you. Good. Okay. Ask away. I was going to say that I was just thinking how meal planning is sometimes it's such a chore, right? You don't even, I mean, when you have kids, you have all these, these restrictions, maybe, or preferences, and you have to make lunch, you need to have breakfast ready, you have to have dinner ready every day. Right? Oh, yeah. Day. Oh, yeah. Snacks. How do you do it? What are so you there's different types of ways you could do it. And so one way is if you don't meal prep, because not all of us have time, mm-hmm. the best way to do it is if you go grocery shopping, sometimes you get like that one onion 
or just this, like the one thing for the one dish. Right. So it's rolling around in the drawer at your refrigerator, or you just need a spice for like that one thing. Mm -hmm. And so when you're putting all of your meals in your head together for dinner, you can grab like bins or some sort of container and you should group each meal together. So that includes any type of tool. Like if you need a whisk, if you need the spices, if you, you need a potato peeler, anything and everything, that one onion, and you put them all together in one bin at a time. So then when you go to cook, you just grab the bin out of the refrigerator and all of your stuff is there. So you're not running around the kitchen and the pantry going, oh, I need the spices. Oh, I need the oil. Oh, I need this. It's all right there. And that'll save you a bunch of time where you can just get going. And so it's almost, someone had told me they compared it one like one of those like home delivery yeah. services. Yeah. I've never used one, but it's just like, oh, you open it. It's everything you need right there. Well, if you were to do that ahead of time where you're not maybe chopping ahead of time or cooking, but it's all right there, you're not dancing around the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And when you're planning meals for kids, you can give them input. You can you don't even have to make anything special. You could write it on a piece of paper, the different options after you've already gone shopping and you could put a little a pen on the, on the piece of paper and have them spin it. And whoever, like someone gets to spin for the vegetable, someone gets to spin for this. So, you know, you have it, but then when it comes to cooking it or eating it and they try to tell you, well, I didn't want carrots. It's like, well, that was your input. That was your choice or your however you want them to choose or, or, you know, collaborate with you. And it gives them responsibility and accountability. Like, well, you picked it. So we made it and this is your, you know, or they get really excited. Like, oh, this is my ingredient and it gets them more involved in the, in the process. And so maybe you won't have to fight them as often. Oh, oh I love it. I, I love that too. And, and, you know, I love getting kids involved in the meal prep and the meal planning. First of all, I do completely agree with planning meals ahead of time because it takes the mental fatigue away, right? Every day of what am I cooking today? What are we eating? And, and like, sometimes some people are so concerned about, you know, what they're going to make for dinner that it really just drains your entire energy and your whole focus becomes about food, right? Because you're just thinking all day about what to cook. So the meal for sure is, is it's so good. It's so good. I love that. And I love that idea of comparing it to a home delivery service, because that's exactly what it is. Actually, it's like getting prepared that way. So that's great. Mm -hmm. Now with three kids, you've got to be really busy after school. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the extracurricular activities, I'm sure need to be really organized and efficient. Everything needs to go on the calendar. What do you, what can you suggest for moms to make their life easier in that regard? Sure. So with my kids are finally starting to get into extracurriculars because they fell in that weird gap, uh, during the pandemic. And so yeah. they do martial arts and I was able to find a place. So finding somewhere, maybe you could put all three kids in the same place around the same time. So you have one place to go. And so they're luckily all three in the same class. And so we do that. So that's on one day of the week. And then honestly, we try to schedule it and I look at times and places. So it works with our schedule, not us working around their schedule. So mm -hmm. unless you really have to, like my son's going to start flag football. And so it'll be a Saturday or a Sunday, hopefully just Saturday. So then we'll have to toy around with that a little bit, but once you have a set schedule, then you can plan around it. And it's just getting creative and getting smart about like how you're going to manage their schedule. And, uh, 
asking for help. I mean, I am very fortunate. I do have a nanny that helps me because I am by myself. And so if I need to divide and conquer, I divide and conquer. She'll take one. I'll take the other two. Uh, asking for help is always a, is, a, is the key thing. Uh, sometimes if I have to take them and we can't go inside uh, and only one can go in, we'll do spelling uh, homework and, you know, quizzing them in the car while we wait for the other child to be finished. So we're multitasking there. And sometimes, you know, eating on the fly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also bathe. I bathe my kids before any type of extracurricular or meeting um, or doctor's appointment if they're not going to get sway. Like if they're going to go play soccer, clearly that's yeah. not going to fit. But if you bathe them before and they're not going to get sweaty, then you can come home and just kind of get right into that that nighttime routine without stopping and then arguing with them about getting in and then getting their PJs and winding them down. You can start the wind down process when they get home. It just all depends on the, on the schedule. And what is that wind down process for you? For us, it's, you know, we come home, they go get changed. They get ready for the brush their teeth. They get their pajamas on. And so then we'll either have them read because there are now two of them can read. And my youngest likes to look at pictures. Um, I also did break down and get an Alexa, (laughs) which is like a screen, but it's for children's stuff only. And so I'll sometimes let them watch their Alexa for a little while because it gets them in their bed. It turns off their lights and you can set timers. And so when they come in, they're all in their beds, nice and quiet. So they're not running in between each other's rooms. And I'm not like, you know, getting really amped, like get to bed. And so I have invested in those other than like, I mean, everyone, I feel parents of technology, if you're against it or not, is to utilize it to your, you know, to help you not to give them something to do because you don't want to deal with them. It's to help you. So utilizing that. So I'm helping them wind down. They get excited about it. They're taking their alone time. And so I don't have to, it helps everyone. So I I don't just like, Hey, go to your room because I'm busy kind of thing. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, we do need some time as moms, right. To away from our kids. So what's the bedtime in your household? Are they all going to bed at the same time? Heck yes, they do. Oh (laughs) yes, they do. Uh, now we have now recently dealt with my eight-year-old who's not as tired in the mornings as he, or at the night as he typically is. So I'll allow him to stay up a couple, like another half hour to read quietly, or if he's, if maybe it's a Friday, I'll let him watch like a little bit more Alexa, as long as it's a calm show and not this like rough and tough, you know, you never know what yeah. the Pokemon or something that there's a lot of action. So, uh, yes, we do. We start bedtime at the same time every night. And so it, I'm very rigid when it comes to that. So we, we start bed at like seven 30 or now like seven 45, and then we get them in the, you know, the rooms and we start to chill out and then eight, to eight, 10 lights are out. Alexas are off. And then I jump between each bed, uh, bedroom to say goodnight. I snuggle with them for a few minutes and do their routine. And then I'm done by eight 30. That's like, the, mm-hmm. that's it. So I'll let my oldest stay up till nine if he wants to, but he has to be quiet and not be jumping around, waking up his brother and sister. And when you have the kids in bed, how do you recharge and connect with you? What do you do for your own self-care? Because as moms, we're always so busy and giving, giving, giving that we're often giving from our cup, right? And when our cup becomes empty, we can't 
give anymore. So how do you fill yours? So that's been a, a, a very big focus for me lately. And so what I do typically like is when I take the kids to school, try to get my workout in, in the morning. Cause I know that I won't work out at night. I won't work out probably past one o'clock in the afternoon and trying to do that as much as I can. Cause it makes me feel good. It gets mm -hmm. my energy up, but if I can't, typically I like to just come into the, the kitchen. I kind of reassess, like I clean everything up before I sit down, like, cause once I sit down, I am done. I am like, yeah. nope, not doing another thing. <laughs> and so I have three dogs too. So I make sure that they're taken <laughs> care of. Yeah. They're like, and they're old men too. They're like children as well. <laughs> and so I, I clean my space. I make sure everything is ready to go. I go through my little checklist of like lunches are packed. Backpacks are good. Anything else I need to do before. And then I just kind of either will watch a some TV. Sometimes I'll listen to some music or I'll just go and catch up on my Instagram, but I try very hard not to watch TV in bed. I've tried to start that practice up to two hours before uh, it, your brain won't shut off. And so yeah. phone time and, and TV won't help you fall asleep. And I'll put a sleep story on like calm app. I'm out in like two seconds. I know sleep stories sound like kind of crazy. They're like bedtime stories for adults, but yeah. man, they work really well. They work. I think it's the voice. Yes. I like this I one mean, woman and she puts them to sleep every time. And I actually put it on for my daughter. She had high anxiety at one point and mm. she would just fall right asleep to it. And it's like to a little mermaid. And so oh, using, wow. utilizing those tools. Yeah. No, that's oh, that's, awesome. that's awesome. I've never heard of that one. I mean, I, I, it sounds amazing. Should I say you've used it too? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're great. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, it sounds crazy, awesome. but when I could not sleep or I was having a hard time falling yeah. asleep and staying asleep, because a lot of us will wake up in the middle of the night and then can't go back to bed mm -hmm. for some reason, the nights that I listen to those, I'm, I, I'm out for the night. It puts wow. you just asleep in like three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've never made it past, like I've made it, never made it through a full story. That's awesome. That is so good. So, so I guess the week is busy. How do you as a family spend your weekends? Like, what do you do on the weekends? Is there any tips for, uh, for our moms for spending time with their kids on the weekends? Sure. So the most I can say is I try to get the most household stuff done during the day. Maybe I will like do some laundry at night. If, you know, right now they're on break. Um, I'll try to do everything I possibly can before the weekend, because that is their free time. I try to, you know, come up with some fun things to do. Sometimes we bake cookies on the, on the weekends. I'll do like a snack tray. They love snack plates where I'll cut up vegetables and fruit and anything acceptable for snacks. And they'll help me with that. And I'll keep it on the counter for the whole day. So then they're not, we're not worried about snacking or I'm hungry every five seconds, they know that if it's on the plate, it's fine to eat no matter what, whenever. And yeah. so that's very helpful to take that down. And we just try to, maybe we'll watch a movie if it's a rainy day, or we'll go outside and ride bikes and take a walk. We'll have birthday parties at this time of age. Mm -hmm. And, uh, they do some extracurriculars on the app in the, in the afternoons. So I'll try to create, I'll try to get with the parents and do like a play date after the extracurricular to extend the time out of the house. Mm -hmm. So it just depends on the weekend and what's going on, but it's really important to be present and to do things with them than running errands on the weekends. And sometimes that's all you can do. Um, like I try to 
keep my house pretty clean, but Saturday mornings, I like, that's like, I just get it all together right before. So then I don't have to worry about cleaning all weekend. Yes. Yeah. That's amazing. I have a, a question that is coming from a selfish place because I'm going for it. How to do it. And I'm sure other moms are wondering lunches, school lunches. How do you yeah. do it? How do you organize that and uh, make sure it's not boring and keep sure. up? So in my pantry, <laughs> I'm very organized. So anything on like this one shelf, like I have all, I take everything out of the packages or of like all the boxes. Okay. So I don't leave things in boxes or I make things, put things in clear containers. Mm. So a, you can see it, your kids can see it. And then you can also see how much you need. And then I keep like a back stock up top. So then I grab to keep it replenished. So then I'm never running out of their favorite thing. Um, but like I'll go and I'll take their, I'll just kind of take the applesauce pouch. I'll take the raisins. I'll take the goldfish, whatever I am for like the dried stuff. And I just kind of take and take there and bring it. And then I group it together. And then one of my kids can't bring peanut butter to their classroom. Mm -hmm. So making sure I have a deli meat or I do like pepperoni or just some sort of protein, or I'll cook it ahead where I'll send it with them. Mm -hmm. And I try to keep it interesting or I'll use leftovers from the night before, or I won't cook everything. So say if I'm going to use chicken for some sort of dish, I'll set some aside, but it's plain. So then I can mm -hmm. send it to school with them plain and not use it all. So thinking about school lunches while you're cooking, where it makes it, where it's, you can travel with it. So I always try to group them together. My kids are creatures of habit. I also ask them like, what would you like in your lunch? Is there something you'd like me to send you with? And sometimes I'll squeeze in like a treat there and here. And then they're like, Ooh, so it keeps things interesting, <laughs> making fun shapes on their sandwiches mm -hmm. or something like that. Um, there's a trick that you could do. If you get a clothespin, you can have your kids like color it looking like a butterfly or some <laughs> sort of bug. And if you take like a snack, like a Ziploc bag, yeah. you can, um, use one Ziploc bag. You can put like goldfish on one side and like nuts on the other. Let's say you can mm -hmm. take the clothes pin and put it in between it. And it looks like a little butterfly and you save oh. on the Ziplocs and the waste and it's all in one thing. And then they can open it and just eat one side or the other. And oh. it's super fun. <laughs> That is so fantastic. Oh my God. That just really made me really excited. Right now. <laughs> they love that kind of stuff because it's fun. Yeah. They get to play with it. And you also, it makes it a little bit more interactive. Mm -hmm. So totally. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Amazing. That is amazing. You know what? I'm one of those minority of moms that loves doing lunches. Like I love Come to my house. Come <laughs> here. <laughs> I, mine are nowhere near Pinterest worthy at all, but I do love doing it. And I do find that the left or like whatever we have for dinner the night before, it's usually lunch the next day. Right. Yeah. And, and for us too, like as, as, as uh, the adults too, like we just eat it the next day. So I find that really easy, but that is a great tip. I love that butterfly. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. It's fun because that's the worst thing when you're packing lunches is the amount of Ziploc bags. If you don't yes. do the bento boxes, yeah. but the bento boxes, sometimes the, like they're some small. kids get overly, or they're overly stimulated with all the choices all at once yeah. and yeah. they have a hard time and they're just mm -hmm. like, I don't know. And so maybe they need the bags and things. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. and you don't really want the ones you have to wash all the time. So exactly. it saves, yeah. it saves on waste. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so much better for the environment too. Cause you're not 
using it all the time, right? You're absolutely you're using half, I guess you're using half. So for sure. And it's easier when you're doing your pantry or coming up with things to see, like I have all the yogurts lined up so I can grab mm. and it's all out of the boxes and all out of the containers. So it's just easy to grab even your kids. If they're hungry and they want to go grab one, it's so much easier for them to pluck one than open the box mm. or have it. Oh, the worst is when they leave the empty box thinking that <laughs> yeah, you, oh, yeah. you have stuff left over oh, and yeah. you're like, who's so like, you couldn't like throw the box away. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I, I mean, I just moved into a new home. So organizing is completely my jam right now. So I'm oh, very, yeah. very excited to hear this. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we covered a lot. I mean, are there any tips that you, anything that you want to leave our moms with before we end off here? Sure, another, unique, wh- yeah. yeah, for sure. The one thing too, about or like keeping organized homes. I'm a big fan of my home, not looking like I have children when it comes to like toys everywhere. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, clearly you'll know I have kids because I have drawings and things like that, but I like to have, everyone knows about functional storage. We all know it. We all love it, but are we using it in the right way in the right place in our home? So a really great tip if you're going to get like those ottomans that open up and you can put stuff mm-hmm. in it, even if it's just for blankets or magazines or whatever you need to put in there. The key is to have some sort of functional storage. Maybe it's an ottoman. Maybe it's those cubes that look, you know, in those shelves that look nice and every room of your home that's acceptable, like toys, something that they like to play with, except for your bedroom or maybe your kitchen, if it's toys or kid stuff and you put it by the entrance of the room, Mm. because when they went first, there's two reasons. One is when you're having guests, when you walk into a space, it's behind, it's behind them. They're just seeing the space. Mm -hmm. And the second reason is when the kids do go and get their toys or play, and maybe have designated toys for each room and they're scattered all over the place. When you go to pick them up, you can walk out the room and dump it wherever you need to by the entrance in whatever storage you have and walk out. You're not going, Oh, I forgot this. And you're going back and forth. So it's one foul swoop. You take it and leave, or you tell your kids like, Hey, clean that up on your way to the kitchen. And they dump it on their way out. So they don't get distracted Mm -hmm. and you put that somewhere. And so you put it, it's just helpful and functional. And you want to, um, cause I'm just a big proponent of that Mm -hmm. for sure. And the other thing is I keep like a cube or some sort of container in my main space in my kitchen, because my kids will bring out stuffed animals when they know they're not supposed to, or they'll bring out things and then they leave it behind. Cause they're going to school. Cause <laughs> don't bring it in my car. Don't bring it to school. Cause if you forget it, you know, whatever. And so they'll leave it behind. Now I don't want to pick it up and don't put it, put it back, but I don't want to look at it all day either and risk it getting, you know, tossed. And so I have this main bin where I'll, as the day goes, if I'm finding things and it's, something that goes in their room, I'll shove it all in the bin. And so at the end of the day, I'll say, all right, guys, go grab everything out of your bin and put it back where it belongs. So nothing got lost, but they still have to put it back and it's in one space. So they check that before they go. So then things are getting put back each night. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's it. I love that because it's so calm, you know, right. And it's um, something that they, they know that it's going to be in there. They can pick it out, all three of them, and put it yep. back where it belongs. Absolutely amazing. I think that's a really great tip to start off the new year and just oh, to have good. kind of organized and um, a little less 
little less chaos and maybe more cookies. <laughs> yes. I think it's just super important and you just have to get creative with your space. Yeah. I just posted something on um, these mesh bags that you can put your game boards and games in. So then you can eliminate the boxes. You cut out like maybe the side of the box and tape it on the side. So you know what game it is, but you can fit so many in like a little cube of all the games instead of all the game boxes taking up room on your shelves. So just getting creative with the way you're storing things. Yeah. That's also really good for puzzles. I Great for puzzles. Just make sure that you keep the picture of the puzzle yeah. and you tape it on the side of the mesh bag. So yeah. then you can see it and get rid of the box. Yeah, yeah, amazing, amazing. I love having this conversation with two amazing, uh, efficient people. (laughs) Heather, thank you so much. This has been amazing. Tell us, uh, tell our listeners how they can find you on social and tell us about your podcast as well. Sure. So I am um, two, two places on Instagram. I'm at the Heather Greco, where you can find a lot more social media and fun funny reels and things. Uh, and then on at chaos and cookies, and it has an N it's not a and D, uh, that's where all of my, my mom stuff is and my chaos control system. And I have chaos and cookies.com. I'm also on Facebook, uh, same names. And, uh, my podcast is the chaos and cookies podcast. And so I typically have a lot of guests as well. I try to share a lot of different spectrums of moms and business owners. So I'll do productivity for business, social media. Sometimes I'll talk health and wellness. I've had several spinal surgeries and you know how to get around that. If you're working at home with like some ailments and you do have small kids, some, some tips and tricks on that. And uh, sometimes a lot of authors will come on for books for getaways and kid-friendly trips and kid-friendly activities. I just had the American Girl Doll author on, which I fanned out because I was a big big fan of that. So just things that I feel like will resonate now and maybe in your past. It's super fun. I'll do some solo episodes as well with some organizing tips and things too. So go check it out. It's on Spotify, Apple, all the places. Yeah, absolutely. That's, uh, I've heard of a, a few of your episodes and they are, they are absolutely wonderful to listen to and you are super easy to listen to and such oh, a pleasure you. to have on our podcast. We're so honored to have you here with us. I hope everyone listening enjoy this podcast as much as we loved having this wonderful conversation with Heather. Please keep in touch via our our Facebook group and let us know what tips and tricks you are implementing within your household. Thank you so much for joining us and have a wonderful week ahead. Thank you for joining us on the I Am Mom Parenting Journey. If you enjoyed today's episode, please follow us and head on over to iTunes to leave us a review. We invite you to check out the show notes for this episode and click on the link to join our free Facebook community to stay connected and continue the conversation with other like-minded moms. Until next time, stay inspired, take action, and create magic.